1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To Do List, the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This week, I'm excited to share with you a conversation I had with Allison Schaff of Prep Dish. What she's doing over at Prep Dish really excites me because it is tackling a bunch of different productivity problems that we face in a really specific area food. Through this conversation that I have with her, I think you will be able to have a new perspective on how intentionality, deciding ahead of time, batch processing, alleviating decision fatigue, and clearing out your mental RAM all through prepping your meals ahead of time is going to give you a boost in productivity, not just in the ways that I just mentioned, but also from better nutrition, which is going to give you more energy and better clarity and focus. Some of the stuff that we've been talking about a lot lately. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation with Allison. If you're itching to level yourself up to make a bigger impact, Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop is an intensive leadership and management workshop designed just for that very reason. Four times a year, they gather two groups of about 100 to 120 people from different industries and areas of expertise together to work in groups on 13, projects during the month. This is not a curriculum where you're watching videos or listening to lectures. It's a rolling up your sleeves, working in groups with people who are as dedicated to making change in the world as you are. It's not about passively learning. It's about actively putting those concepts into practice until they become a habit. This is drinking from a fire hose. This is rewiring your brain and check this out over 1000 plus people from 580 cities and 49 countries around the world have done the alt mba we're talking people like product managers lawyers marketing directors filmmakers user experience designers engineers and these are all people that are coming from places like slack tesla Kickstarter, Microsoft, Nike, Trello. This is a group of people you want to be a part of learning these concepts. And again, the curriculum is entirely hands-on, as Seth Godin is always talking about. From this, you are learning to ship. They are accepting applications for the summer and fall sessions. And to find out more, visit altmba.com slash beyond. That's altmba.com slash beyond beyond and for special consideration you can mention this podcast in their application and tell them i sent you that's altmba.com/beyond apply now and now enjoy this conversation with Allison Schaff
0: Well
1: this week it is my privilege to welcome to the show Allison Schaff of Prep Dish Allison welcome to the show
0: Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: So I'm super excited because I don't know that I've ever had anybody come on and talk specifically about food, let alone really having an organized plan with how you do your food and the productivity benefits of, one, eating the right stuff, but two – the way that you can cure the problem of mental RAM and decision fatigue and that, oh, man, I've got to figure out something to eat for dinner tonight problem that plagues even the best of us when we're good at productivity. But first and foremost, let's get some backstory here. You're you're officially a chef and a dietitian, and have degrees and things in this. Talk a little bit about, one, how'd you get passionate about food and passionate enough about it? To get degrees and study in it and all of that.
0: Yeah, well, it started back in high school. I really um, just took up a love for cooking, and I had a home ec instructor that took notice of that and hooked me up with this really cool job in the summer of cooking for a family-owned business. So I cooked for like ten guys every day, and loved that job enough that it inspired me to go to culinary school and. At the same time I was always interested in nutrition and felt like if I was going to spend all this time preparing food it would make sense that it you know would fuel your body and you know I was into sports and all of that so I was always interested in nutrition as well and I also kind of knew even early on that being a chef in a restaurant wasn't going to be my thing and in culinary school that was confirmed so after culinary school I went on and became a dietitian just knowing that I wanted to combine that food and nutrition together and so you know for my degrees I did both of those things and interestingly enough after I had done all of that I moved to Austin Texas and started a personal chef company so <laughs> I kind of started doing what I'd done in high school I just started charging a lot more for it so um, you know I went back to what I I loved and through that process you know I figured out a way to really be effective and efficient for my clients and their meals and for me and my business and came up with this process of prepping meals ahead of time and then took that process, recorded it on to PDFs and now sell that on the internet to thousands of people. (laughs) So that's a brief synopsis of how I got to prep Dish.
1: Being familiar with PrepDish myself and getting the emails and getting the PDFs and going through them, I was trying to wrap my head around the process as well as the benefits of it and really identified a few major pain points that this solves. And so... I really just want to walk through what it is you guys do, and mm-hmm. the order from the moment you get something from prep dish through to the other end where you've got meals and you're living a more stress free life with more energy and feeling gosh, I almost said the word nutritionized that's just wrong. <laughs> I well, like
0: that <laughs> well,
1: well, well you know so there you go trademark um, just feeling more awake and healthy and alive and more organized and all of that. Like I want to walk through literally with you this process and maybe hit pause at a few different moments and get some insight on why changing our perspective throughout this process of, you know, doing the grocery list and the recipes and the prep day and all of that, that it. Really just changes the productivity angle of things when it comes to food in, in a major way. Mm-hmm. And I've had some experience with this, and I may be able to even pick up some more tips from you as we walk through this process. So, first and foremost, why don't you give a bit of a summary of what specifically Prep Dish does provide?
0: Yeah. So it's a PDF that's split into three specific pieces. One is the grocery list. Two is prep day instructions, or also some people refer to it as meal prep. And then the third piece is what I call dish day. And that's sort of the instructions on the day of the meal. And the really the goal of all three pieces is that by the time you get to your meal, you don't have to think about anything, you know, everything's already been done and taken care of in advance, because once you get to that, you know, five o'clock time, you don't want to start from scratch. So we've set you up to success. So by five o'clock you have no decisions left to be made other than the food's there and you eat it. Because that's really, that's really the key to healthy eating is that you know you set yourself up for success versus waiting until you're hungry and starving and then expect yourself to make a great decision when you're kind of not at the place to make a good decision.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that if there's an overarching theme there, it's this, it's that pre-deciding and even doing the pre-work or the, the extra work, the homework, whatever you want to call it, that sets it up to where you don't have any choice but to eat what you've already prepared which is good for you and you've eliminated that decision fatigue possibility you know it's almost like the Steve Jobs in a good way the Steve Jobs black turtleneck where it, that's all he wore to work because then he didn't have to decide about that anymore exactly so you guys give the pdfs and so the grocery list here's a key like and I don't know that you guys even tout this as a a benefit but you think possibly by giving the grocery list and even given the option to do substitutions in terms of like different dietary restrictions or choices like vegetarian or gluten-free or paleo, the grocery list and having to um, pick it up yourself as opposed to like a blue apron kind of thing where they send you the food and you're, you're paying a pretty hefty premium for that food. You could possibly, this is like getting the best of that world almost in a way while cutting some of the cost, right?
0: It is, it is. And it's allowing for that customization, like you said. You know, if you're like, well, I know that, you know, I really don't want broccoli or asparagus is in season right now, so I'm going to like swap that out. Or, you know, instead of having strawberries on the salad, I really love raspberries. So, you know, it allows you to make some swaps and substitutions and customize it.
1: Not only that, but you're kind of teaching people, okay, when you're going to the grocery, you're not just wandering the aisles. Like, how can we have a productive grocery store visit?
0: So this is something I learned back in my personal chef days is when I write that list, I think of the grocery store. I'm like, okay, well, when I start out, there's the herbs and then it's the fruit and then it's the vegetables. So when I make my list, I make it in order of what the grocery store looks like. So when I get there, I'm in and out as quickly as possible and I completely avoid the aisles that I know aren't going to have anything that I need on them, which is also a key to um, avoiding you know, purchases that you don't want. And then another thing that you can do and a lot of our customers do is um, either submit it. We have an Instacart link so they can submit it to Instacart or um, just copy and paste it into whatever grocery delivery uh, service they have in their area. And so they can also have grocery delivery. So then it almost is like a blue apron, but again, they can do substitutions and stuff like that, but um, have the grocery delivery take place or a spouse can go to the grocery store (laughs) and get the groceries for you. So when you have that organized list already ready to go, there's a lot of different options that you can use when tackling the grocery list.
1: Yeah. And and that's key because again, going back to that, that big old theme of, you know, deciding ahead of time by taking the headache out of it by deciding ahead of time and then taking the few minutes that it would take to plan a whole week out versus being under the gun or under the pressure at five o'clock when you've got to come up with something again, it takes that headache out. So, and so you guys also deliver the recipes that's right. And, and even prep day uh, instructions. What's the, what's the correlation there in the organization process between grocery list recipes and prep day instructions.
0: Sure, most of your audiences experience this. I experience it a lot. I buy these vegetables, I have high hopes, and they sit there and they shrivel. And the end of the week, I have Mm -hmm. to throw them away. (laughs) I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. So, but with you know, with the prep day, what you do is you get the groceries home, and ideally, you know, right away, you start tackling that list. And what it is, it's instructions on how to get everything prepped and ready to go. So things like you know, you wash all your vegetables, you chop them put those into containers. Um, you mix up any marinades, um, make a soup, uh, maybe make a salad dressing. You can toss up the salad together so it's already, you know, tossed together. Maybe something, if there's something that's going to make it soggy, you put that on the side, but um, that's all ready to go. And so then that way, there's a lot of items like that that can be prepped ahead of time. And then that kind of brings us back to that final day. Well, you don't really have much to do because it's all been done on prep day.
1: And again, You go back to that 5 o'clock hour, and instead of it taking – instead of part of the pressure – we've already identified the first part being I have no idea what I'm going to do. Part Mm -hmm. two is I don't have time to do it because it's going to take me half hour, 45 minutes, an hour plus to do this thing now, whereas you've chunked it. you've, You've effectively backed processed meals for the entire week.
0: Yeah. And that's also where it gets into like, there's really an efficiency there as well, because instead of like you said, spending 30 minutes, 45 minutes every night, if you can just block out two hours at the beginning of the week to knock everything out, there's efficiencies like, you know, you're only dirtying a nice knife and cutting board once you turn on the oven, you start the, you know, spaghetti squash, that's so going to take an hour while well, instead of sitting there and just waiting for it to cook, then you move on to the next thing. And the prep days are set up to, like that. So it's like, you know, you start with the time intensive work, and then you move on to your chopping. And then at the end, you're just kind of mixing up the sauces and, and marinades. And so it really is a more efficient way to work. So if you're going to, you know, have your workspace out and have all the ingredients out so much more efficient to do it in one setting than to like drip it out throughout the whole week, every single night.
1: Talking with guests on this show previously, it's one of those things where it's almost that metaphor, uh, or that literal, like get you, you get distracted and then you got to come back and then you get distracted and you got to come back. And each time it's going to take you forever, but you know, you, With this meal prep stuff and the time you've set aside for it, you get more done in a smaller chunk of time by doing it all at once one time a week versus jumping in and doing 15, 20 minutes, half hour over and over and over where it's maybe even double the time throughout the week if you're doing it all for individual meals throughout the week.
0: For sure, and I always recommend. Sometimes there'll be a recipe, and it's like, "Hey guys, this soup is really good. Double up; it'll take you an extra, you know, instead of ten minutes, it'll take you thirteen minutes. And those three extra minutes, you'll have a whole nother batch of it, and you can stick that in the freezer, and then you're really saving time. So, yeah, there's just so many places that if you kind of think ahead of time, it, you'll you'll thank yourself later.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I really, I really like that. I mean, I don't know when it was. It was about two years ago or so. My wife had this idea, she found this thing where it was like a bunch of crockpot meals and you basically take an entire Saturday and you cook the entire Saturday. But then you have all of these crockpot meals that you throw in the freezer and then pull out one at a time. And I can't remember how many meals it was, but I know that it was for a whole month. I don't know if that incorporated uh, weekends as well, but all I do know is that what it did do, and I saw this firsthand, was one, the kids loved it. And got involved with it, and that's another Mm -hmm. thing we should touch on. But two, I I work from home. She'd text me and say, hey, can you pull that out and drop it in the uh, Crock-Pot? And I'd say, sure. And so she'd already done the work, and so then I felt like I helped because I dropped it in the (laughs) the Crock-Pot, and I do more than that. But anyway, the cool part was is the leftovers. Like we Mm -hmm. were able to, when we were done with that Crock-Pot meal that evening – I would get out a glass bowl and I'd put you know, uh, some rice on the bottom and then I'd throw in – you know, I think it was like pulled pork or something and then broccoli on top and then close the lid and boom. I'd put that in the refrigerator. There's my lunch for tomorrow and that's double efficiency because suddenly I was able to f- really quickly enjoy so much more of my lunch hour because I wasn't, one, deciding what I was going to eat that day for lunch. Two, having to pull it all together and make it. I could literally go grab it, pull it out, heat it up, and eat it. And the quality of the food was so much higher. And that's exactly what you're doing here.
0: And we actually have a little, we have a crockpot handout that we've done. And at the end, I could probably tack that on um, to what I'm, in, you know, and offer, make that as an offer. Oh, cool! <laughs> so. Great.
1: Yeah. So I, I have seen this work for me firsthand. In fact, referring to that time period, that was the Least amount of headache I've ever had with like trying to figure out how to eat healthy and appreciate my home kitchen that you know mm-hmm. that I've ever had. So when I saw what you were doing, I and having studied more productivity over the course of the past two three years since then, I saw these other points like again batch processing and the um the the decision fatigue and even the mental ram of I mean how how many times do we throughout our afternoon, without even knowing it, dread that even though, yay, we're going home, if that's what we do is we, you know, I mean, you and I, we both kind of work from home. Walk do to I, the kitchen. We yeah. Got, yeah, it was like, hey, I walk my 10 feet to the kitchen. but And even that can be a dread. But that mental ram, that, that whole like decision fatigue of, oh my gosh, I've got to figure something out. Like, even going about your day Something in the back of your mind is like, ah, oh, there's still something that's undone because I haven't already decided what I'm doing.
0: You hit the nail on the head. That is the feedback that we get the most often. And I think people, like you said, they don't recognize that. But then once they have a plan and it's in place, they're like, Wow. It's like something was lifted, you know. There's this mental freedom that you have, and it just—I think—the mood of dinner time too is just kind of lifted. And people will say, you know, my kids noticed that you know, I was in a better <laughs> mood, and or I had like you know 15 minutes to play with them, which may not seem like a lot to you, but when I've been at work all day and then I get to go home and have time to play with them and not be distracted with like, oh gosh, what are we going to eat? Like, there's just—it's a—it's a huge energy. I don't know, release of energy or something.
1: Yeah. Well, so speaking of energy, you're, you you're really picture that same person who is going throughout their day, in, especially in the afternoon, and they're realizing they don't know what's for dinner and they don't know what they are going to be on the hook for to suddenly decide what's for dinner. And they're on their way home and they decide to go through a drive-thru and get a burger and fries and a drink or even something slightly better than that, uh, tacos maybe. It's still not going to be the greatest quality of nutrition. So even though they're feeding themselves, they're, they're basically, I mean, it's not empty calories because it's not like pure sugar, but it's not mm-hmm. far from that either. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't feel that great after, you know, a fast food <laughs> meal typically I, that's, and that's what I tell people to take, take notice of is, you know, Hey, how do I feel after I eat like this? You know, how do I feel after I've had a home cooked meal that included some protein and vegetables versus how did I feel after this meal? And you just kind of play around with that for a while because it's easy for someone to say like, oh, well, this is healthy and this isn't. But I think it's more impactful for people to really take a step back and be like, hmm, yeah, like I had that meal, but then I sort of crashed <laughs> and I don't <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is with you and what you're doing with Prep you're you're not even forcing people into giving up stuff that they like. They can still do that. Within reason. You know, you're not saying here's seven meals. Here's, here's, um, you're not saying here's seven dinners for the entire week. It's a little bit less than that because you know that if you're going to make them seven meals or or give them the ability to make seven meals, I should say, it's not like you're coming to their house and doing this for them, but they are not going to eat all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, we're definitely realistic. And I learned that I mean, even when I was doing all of it for the clients, they would start out, Oh yeah, I want you to maybe like seven nights a week and I mean they wouldn't eat that. So, you know, even when I was doing all the cooking for people back as a personal chef, they couldn't get through all that. You know, life comes up and it's fun to eat out or it's fun to have your, you know, normal maybe have a Friday night routine of a certain meal Uh and so you know, there's certain you know, lifestyle issues. And so, yeah, the meal plans that I have are for meals. So it's kind of the realistic of like, this is, you know, how many times I find that most people need help with home, home cooked meals.
1: And again, like what I was describing earlier with the leftovers from the dinner, I'm assuming there's probably got to be some wiggle room depending upon portion size to where some of that that you've already prepped and then completed and served and eaten could serve as next day's lunch.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So that's that's what's cool about this. So, yeah, I mean, not only are we eating better and reaping the full productivity benefits of that in terms of higher quality of nutrition and having more energy that doesn't spike and dip as quickly as it does with, like, basically eating sugar in multiple forms, uh, you've got, like, mental clarity.
0: Exactly. So. <laughs>
1: I don't have to sell you on this. I'm just trying to say, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm, I am, I am actually preaching to myself as the choir to reinforce it for myself. Cause it's just, it's the way to go. You get out of the way and let yourself have it prepped ahead of time. So let's talk about that. Actually the prep time yep. you're suggesting about a two to three hours for prep time. And before we get into the nuts and bolts of what happens in that time, I know there's probably people out there who, even though, like I said, cumulatively, if you were to prep all these meals individually over the course of the week, you could be talking about double the time. They Mm -hmm. still would look at this time of two to three hours and say, oh, no, like I don't have that time. How am I going to figure out when to do this?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's a struggle that we come up against. And, you know, my suggestion is figure out just for a week or two, make it work. And once you do it, it's, it's addicting. You know, like once you've experienced, you know, Actually, just even the end of the prep day, it's like this feeling of like, I can conquer anything, Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And you're like so excited to go into the week, and then watching how that week flows and how much easier the week is, and your stress levels, and all of these things. And you know, you're eating better, you're feeling better. And so once you once you've experienced it, those, that feeling kind of keeps you coming back and doing it over and over and over again. But yeah, in the beginning, it's figuring out, okay, what, what time can I do this? When am I going to have the energy, you know, getting the groceries? Is there someone that, you know, could help out? Could, you know, sometimes kids will help out or a husband and wife do it together, you know, two friends will get together and make the meals or, you know, is there a way that we can make it fun, turn on, our favorite music, maybe open a glass of wine or a bottle of wine and, um, just kind of like go into it with a positive attitude and knowing that like, Hey, this is a decision that I made and something I want to do for myself. And I'm excited about this. Don't go into it with dread because that's (laughs) not going to get you very far, but, um, you know, you do, you have to figure out how to find those two hours and, um, I, I can't do that for people.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. You can, you can provide all this other stuff, but you can't provide them the time that's up to them. They've (laughs) got to figure out where that is in their schedule is, do you have any tips on finding that time in the schedule?
0: Yeah. So some people, a lot of people do it over the weekend, but then I also have, on the same, you know, on the other side of it, some people are like, no, I'm not giving up my weekend. And a lot of people will say, you know, Monday night I do it, you know, I get home and, Um, either right before or right after dinner, they knock it out. Or if it's, you know, just kind of, it depends on the person's schedule. You know, we have someone that does it Wednesday afternoon. So really just kind of looking at your schedule and being like, when would this work and when could I find this, you know, two hour time block to do it?
1: Well, I think you also hit on a really good point is the whole camaraderie or accountability uh, aspect of, Going to the gym or setting some other goal like that and maybe bringing that back to this. And, you know, maybe what you do is you try it out, go in with a positive uh, perspective saying I'm going to have a really good outcome from trying this and do it with somebody. Maybe you double up the groceries that you buy and you and somebody else, you do that prep time for your two separate families at the same time, you know. Yep.
0: Yep, we've had people do that. And that that's a great way to do it. Um, you know, some people will delegate it out, they'll have a, you know, a babysitter and an assistant or, you know, something like that that can help. And again, getting the kids involved can be really fun. Um sometimes that can go go faster, sometimes you know, it might slow it down, but it's still good to have them involved and they'll be even more excited about the meals if they've contributed.
1: Yeah, that's so. one of the, that's one of the few times where I say multitasking is a good thing. It's you're spending quality time with others whether it's family or friends as well as accomplishing something good. So
0: well, and I just think, you know, there's what better skill can you give to your kids than, you know, teaching them how to cook? Um, that's the thing, you know, being a personal chef, I've come to find that so many people, it's just not a skill in life that we're learned and, you know, people aren't taught how to cook anymore. And so, you know, with these meal plans, you can really give that to your children as a gift is like, Hey, here's, here's the tools you need to prepare healthy meals each week. And they can take that with them their whole lives.
1: So. Yeah, totally. Is there any kind of best practices you can give to somebody who is saying, okay, this sounds like something that I could really reap some benefits from, and that two to three hours, I want to make sure that maybe – maybe I'm doing this on my own, and I want to make sure I get through it as quickly as possible mm-hmm. um, or enjoy it the most. What are some of the best practices in terms of setting up the kitchen or spreading stuff out or – you know, ambiance or I don't know, just, you know, the, the environment and the mental, um, capacity that we need to kind of walk into that prep time with in order to make the most of it.
0: Yeah. So first I'll step back and just quickly touch on sort of equipment. I don't think you need a lot of fancy equipment to cook, you know, meals from scratch, but there are a few things. One, a good quality chef's knife, is important. You can't do chopping with a paring knife. So, get a good quality chef knife. You know, and if if you are intimidated by that at all, you know knife a basic knife class at like a local you know Whole Foods or grocery store. Or, you know, somewhere. You know, a lot of people teach just basic knife skills that's helpful you know not completely necessary because you can buy some things pre-chopped but a good knife a good cutting board and like a large sized cutting board is helpful so you're not so you don't run out of space on the cutting board itself Um, and then once once you get started there are a few a few things you can do so one wash all the produce at once so that way everything's washed and put it on a towel to dry move it all to your cutting board so that way And have a trash bowl right there too. So that way, once you start chopping, you're not having to like run back and forth to the sink, run back and forth to the trash can, have kind of a set, have your station set up. Um, And, and all of this is outlined in the meal plans, but, you know, before you get started, if you need to use the oven, preheat the oven first. So, you know, we always have that at the top of the plans is, you know, if you have to preheat your oven and Then set out all your containers and make sure you have enough storage containers. Um, In a pinch, you can use things like, you know, big gallon sized uh, Ziploc baggies. But, you know, ideally uh, glass storage containers are really the best for keeping the food fresh and um, organizing it in the refrigerator. But, you know, set all those out at the beginning. Again, same thing with like the, (laughs) the trash thing. If those are all set out, you have your station set up and you're not having to run back and forth to get a container each time you're done with one food item. So, yeah, I mean, just really kind of getting all of that set up before you jump right in and just making sure you're not going to be running back and forth a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Outside of the grocery list and the shopping trip and the recipes and the prep time and doing the prep uh, you know, the two, three hours prep time that we were just talking about, and then the end result, having pre-decided what we, that we are, one, going to eat good food, and that it's that we will already have it done, and so we've got this fully stocked or mostly stocked fridge, not just with components of meals, but meals that are pretty well ready to serve. Outside of that, are there other ways that we can get out of our own way or set ourselves up for success in terms of eating healthy throughout the day
0: you know in general i think it's just always sort of comes back to that having a plan and setting yourself up to success for success so you know these don't cover you know three meals a day seven days a week so on those other meals have an idea of what you're going to do. Like if you know you're always going to reach for a snack at a certain time, then have something healthy there and waiting for you. And if you just kind of like think through your life and your lifestyle and how are your shortcomings and how can you tackle those? And a lot of it's so individual. And at the same time, I feel like people, you know, if you take a step back and are really thoughtful about it, you can sort of pinpoint those areas of like, Hmm, this is a pattern what am I doing here? How can I change this?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like we got, we've got some people, I know a guy who uh, he is, <laughs> he's eating a lot of potatoes because what it does, he says it, it keeps me from getting hangry. Yep. So that's the thing he'll do is like, he'll grab one potato and he'll eat it like mid morning as kind of like his, his snack and, and maybe even another one for lunch and then he's done. So it, you got to kind of know yourself is what I'm hearing from you.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that's exactly exactly what it is.
1: Ultimately what we're saying here is intentionality is the key. It's deciding mm-hmm. and and deciding ahead of time and doing the work ahead of time and then reaping the benefits of mental clarity, physical energy, decreased uh, amounts of stress and uh decision fatigue and mental ram block and all of these things because you're batch processing and doing the work ahead of time and I love this. I really do. So I want to get people to uh, go check out PrepDish. How can people go find out about it? Take a look at some of the other stuff you're doing because you've got a. I blo- I mean, you're consistently blogging and doing videos and talking about little tips and tricks about basically kitchen hacks. So,
0: I have a two-week uh, two free trial set up at PrepDish.com slash beyond. And so people go there, they can just try it out for two weeks and see if it's a, if it's a fit. And so that's really the best place to check that out. And then on social media, I'm at Preptish on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so they can check me out there too.
1: Awesome. Allison, it's been awesome to talk with you. I guess I've sound, seemed a little bit overexcited, but I think it's because I've, I have been reaping some of the benefits of doing all these things. So thanks for talking oh, no, with us today.
0: That, that's awesome. I mean, I think it's a super exci- <laughs> I'm always excited about it. So it's great to hear someone else that's totally into all the <laughs> productivity of meals.
1: <laughs> awesome. So I hope you can see... How being proactive, being intentional, being decisive ahead of time, taking that time to do that homework ahead of time and then setting aside the time and batch processing things. In this case, food will lead to a higher quality of whatever it is you're doing and most likely take you less time to do it in. If you want to check out Allison's Deal on Dish, You can find the link for that at beyondthetodolist.com slash 174. That's where you can find the show notes for this episode and everything else we mentioned in this podcast. Also, don't forget to apply for Seth Godin's Alt-MBA workshop. Summer and fall sessions are available to apply for now. You can apply at altmba.com slash beyond. Again, for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in their application and tell them I sent you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. If you found this episode helpful, again, head on over to those show notes, click share, share it on social media, share it in an email. Let someone know about this new perspective on organization and intentionality when it comes to getting better nutrition and getting rid of the stress in your life when it comes to this pain point. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time.